This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 263, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, April the 15th. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans, this is episode 263, it's our reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, April the... Fifteenth. Uh, this is uh, Adam Chapman, your host. Uh, every week we like to take a look at the comics that came out the previous week and do a quick rundown, what was good, what was bad, what was ugly, uh, and do a rating system 1 to 10. Uh, this particular week, uh, there's actually a, a, f- a lot of books I ended up having a chance to read because uh, this episode went up later than I originally expected it to. Um, so I had more chance, more time to read more stuff. So it's going to be really dense, really action-packed, really fast-paced. So hang on to your hats. Let's go. First up this week, we've got uh, Captain America and Mighty Avengers. Uh, this is issue number seven. Kind of ends the the uh, current arc, and then also kind of leads up nicely into um, setting up the kind of when you're not when you're later, but the what was what's the word? Uh, the time runs out kind of storyline uh, that was kind of happening in the Avengers books or started a little while ago. Leads up to this these characters' involvement in that storyline. Uh, it's this issue is written by. Uh, Al Ewing, artwork is by, geez, why can I never find the artist when I need them? I guess Coelho. Um, it's an okay issue. It's the whole Beyond thing just felt like it was a cool idea. But um, sorry, the artwork is by Iban Coelho. Uh, I just thought the storyline felt a little protracted. Um, didn't it didn't quite hit on all cylinders to me. It was okay, and it was interesting, and I, I definitely liked the whole Blue Marvel element of the storyline, but otherwise, it felt, first of all, like it was drawn out too long, and then when it did end, the way it ended felt very quick and rushed, so uh, not the greatest issue. I did like the artwork, but the story could have been a lot better. Uh, I'm going to give it a 5.5 out of 10. Uh, next up, Convergence number 2. It's talking about things that could have been better. Um, I just don't know about this book. Um, it had its moments. I, I guess part of the problem is it's it spends so much time recapping and looking at what happened in Earth 2, like World's End. Uh, like the first seven pages is just recap of that. Then you have a lot of monologuing from Telos, which, to be honest, isn't that interesting. Then you have the Earth 2 characters fighting against Telos. Like, so much of it is just that. And I don't care that much about these characters to have them kind of take center stage like this. Like, it's not even that it's badly written, because it's not. It's just more, I don't understand why why it's taking so long to kind of get to the point where we're getting so much of this. Um, the father-son meeting, that was kind of a cool moment. Uh, seeing Bruce and Thomas meet each other, that was interesting. Having the kind of pieces of the fights that are going on. Uh, that that I guess one of the final pages of the issue with, of uh, Batman uh, Bruce just kind of standing there was really cool. There is cool stuff here. It's just not uh, I guess consistent at all. Um, and again, the the weird kind of almost too much focus on Earth Two characters when I don't think they're the most interesting characters you could be focusing on is feels like an odd choice as well. Um, but I get what's interesting too is that you don't really have the New Fifty Two version of the character showing up anywhere either. You have Earth Two from the New Fifty Two. You have Zero Hour, Pre Flashpoint, Flashpoint, Kingdom Come, all these other places. Have we ever actually seen the current New Fifty Two besides Superman uh, showing up in Convergence? I don't even think we have. It's just kind of an odd 
decision. There's elements of this issue that work well, the quieter moments, the more uh, character moments, uh, but all the monologuing with Telos really got on my nerves, um, and it just felt like it didn't need to happen. The, the smidgens of the kind of cool fights, that's more interesting. If only we got more of that. Uh, this issue is written by Jeff King, artwork by Carlo Pagulian. Um So yeah, it, 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 it's definitely great art, a very strong art. This story just felt like a hodgepodge. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, next up is a slew of Convergence books. Uh, we have Convergence Green Arrow. Um, I dug this. Um, it's by, what, Christy Marks. Uh, artwork by Rags Morales, although it didn't look like any Rags Morales artwork I've ever seen. I don't know if maybe it was the inks and the colors or a little bit of both. Um, I really dug it. It was it was different. Uh, it was vibrant. Um, I really liked how Connor was written, how Oliver was written. Um, I mean, all these stories are basically kind of the same thing. They're kind of doing their thing in whatever world they're stuck in, in this case, Metropolis, and then suddenly the dome goes down. That's fine, and then the ending is definitely like a weird kind of interesting one but um really like a lot of it was just kind of cool uh i liked the way that connor was written or i even liked the way that this version of oliver was written i liked their kind of their moments together um i really dug this This is probably one of the stronger reads i've read from convergence because uh, it feels very much like the characters were written at the time although the artwork is a, a lot more modern i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten i thought it was a great book uh next up is green lantern Sorry, Convergence Green Lantern Parallax, which definitely feels um, like the art is from something of the period. Um, it's uh, penciled by Ron Wagner. It's written by Tony Bedard. I really enjoyed this. It's got a, a really condensed, cool wrap-up of who these characters were before the dome hit. Um, the fact that, you know, this is a rookie Kyle and um, a version of Hal who's dealing with a lot now that he's separated from the Parallax power. Um, and I like that it's the original kind of rendition of the parallax power it's what if you had read this after reading 90 you know comics from 94 you wouldn't be like well hold on isn't there a fear entity inside of them this is before that existed and it kind of in its own way is kind of fun that way the electropolis characters could care less don't know about them don't know who they are i just i still don't understand what's going there um that part i didn't care as much about but i liked the contrast between Kyle and Hal at these respective moments of their career, I definitely thought that Bedard hit a, a really strong chord in terms of what these characters were like at that time. Uh, it, you know, it read very accurate and authentic to who the characters were in the time period that these characters are supposed to be from. That was a really long-winded way of saying that I like that they're, they feel like they're zero-hour characters. Uh, next up is Convergence Justice League International. Uh, this is written by Ron Mars. Uh, this is great. I actually really dug this. I found it to be a lot of fun. Uh, it was a fun story. Um, I, I, I just, I, I thought it was a lot more fun than maybe I expected it to be. It's a Justice League International story. Um, even the, like the way the characters are written, um, Mars really kind of nails it. Even Manly's art looks fantastic. Um, you know, seeing, you know, fire and ice and, uh, I guess Captain Adam in his, in his, uh, human form and, Red Tornado and Blue Beetle, and Blue Beetle's actually kind of badass because he's, you know, he's still useful because he didn't have powers before, going up against Metallo uh, to try and protect the Metropolis, dealing with the thinning of their ranks and having to be the Justice League. Very cool. And then, of course, everyone gets their powers back, and they're going to be going up against uh, the new the Kingdom Come versions of the um, of the Justice League, basically. Uh, this is very cool. Uh, again, I, I, th I thought the artwork was great. I thought the strong... 
uh, storytelling by Mars was really appropriate. And um, if, again, what I like about the when Convergence works, it's when these books from either you know the the late two thousands or early nineties or mid eighties, which we'll get that's coming out I guess this week as of as I speak of it as of April 22nd um, we're getting things that feel in the best case scenario we're getting books that feel accurate to the timelines and time frames these characters are supposed to be from and I that is really a nice feature is it because these kind of feel like classic almost timeless comics in their own way um, so what did I say for Justice International 8 out of 10 next up is uh, Convergence Suicide Squad same kind of thing um it, it was it was a fun read it's written by frank thierry artwork by tom mandrake which obviously has a very um more down-to-earth um kind of crime or you know uh, mentality in terms of the art um i really like like seeing barbara gordon as a very early version of oracle uh back from suicide squad the fact that you're going to have the kingdom come universe going up against uh, like the Suicide Squad trying to stop them, in particular trying to stop Alan Scott, the Green Lantern. Uh, putting together the team was really cool. The fact that Cyborg Superman is going to be on the team, like, uh, and then it looks like um, Lex Luthor as well. Really cool. It looks like it's Lex Luthor, I guess, from Kingdom Come. Um, cool concept. Really well executed. Really excited to read the second issue. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And... Uh, Honestly, I, I think it'll kind of be a, a, a massacre. I think it might have a lot of death and uh, destruction, and um, because you can kind of do whatever you want with these characters at this point, which I like that feeling of reckless abandon that I got with this particular book. Uh, next up is Convergence Superboy number one, written by uh, Fabian Nisiesa, who was a recent guest of the show on episode 262. Um, it's artwork by, I think it's Carl Moline. I could be wrong on the name. Uh, something like that, though. Um, yeah, Carl Um I love this. I thought it was a lot of fun. The art felt very 90s in a good way. Uh, at times, almost looking looking a little bit like uh, what I would have expected from Mike Waringo. Um, the script was really strong. I It felt like a, a kind of a fun adventure, even going up against Kingdom Come. Uh, Duplex felt, you know, very... He looked right. He felt right. Um, I'm going to give this um, an, eight, an 8 out of 10... The convergence books were really on on um, on a roll this week. I think they were really strong, really fun, and seeing that this version of Metropolis going up against Kingdom Come will be entertaining. Um, then we have Supergirl Matrix. Did not really get this. Um, the I mean I like the idea of seeing you know Matrix again and seeing Luther two again. Uh, it wasn't quite for me. Keith Given wrote it. Timothy Green the second uh, did the pencils. It was just all right. Um, the characterization, I just didn't, it didn't really work for me. And I felt like it was trying to be funny and I just didn't like the humor uh, going up against Lady Quark and I forget the other guy, but it just, ugh, it was just, it felt like a slog to get through. It was painful. Um, I, w- I had high hopes for this one because I was excited to see the Matrix character again and instead I was kind of let down. I'm going to give it a, a 4 out of 10. I just, it wasn't for me. I didn't like it. it had bad sense of pacing. Uh, then we move on to Marvel books. That's basically all the DC books I read, which is still, I think, like seven books or so. Uh, first up, we have Deathlock, number seven, which remains a very consistent book. One of my kind of favorite launches in the last little while. Written by Nathan Edmondson, artwork by Mike Perkins. It, this is fantastic. It's uh, Mike Perkins is a great artist for this. Um, great sense of of action and adventure. Um, 
the the writing here is just brilliant. Uh, I cannot wait for a next issue. I don't even want to spoil anything about the story, just because I think it's it's such a great thrill ride. And I don't really know where they're going to go next, but I'm just so excited for every new issue. It's one of the first books I want to read. It's on the top of the read pile. I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. It remains fantastic. Uh, next up is Legendary Starlord number eleven, which is chapter twelve of uh, the Black Vortex. Oh my god, that's a lot of chapters. Um, it was all right. It definitely felt a little bit more concise. It's written by Sam Humphreys, artwork by Paco Medina. Um, there's obviously a lot going on here, but again, it felt a little more streamlined. Um, you had Gene kind of fighting the Black Vortex or the potentially succumbing to it. You had um, Starlord potentially succumbing to it as well, or kind of struggling with succumbing to it and ultimately not. Um, it is very interesting concepts with the, with the Vortex and how they're going with this. I excited to kind of see what's next. Um, surprised that they would have kind of Kitty Pride be the one to kind of to do it. Excited to read the final chapter. I the storyline's kind of an it hit and miss. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it just isn't there. Um, this issue was fun, but not the greatest. I'm going to give it a six and a half out of ten. Next up is Loki, Agent of Asgard, which was both brilliant, mind-boggling, and extremely confusing. Um, like I, I don't even know if I understood everything that was happening. Uh, it's written by Al Ewing, artwork by, I guess, Lee Garbutt. Um, the f- sequences where Loki is kind of confronted by the older, not future version of Loki, but the Loki that died, as well as Kid Loki, was really fascinating. Confusing, but fascinating. Um, and just kind of a, a really weird, fun, trippy ride. I guess the only problem with a book like this is that I just get so confused. Like, I feel like I need to go back and read all the Kid Loki stuff and then read, you know, all the stuff in Young Avengers and then read this and then maybe I'll understand it. Like, I think over the course of, you know, how long has it been since Fear itself? Like, five years ago? I think it's just, there's so much has happened that it's confusing. The last page was cool as well, but I'm not really sure what that means either. Um, Excited to read more. Confused, but in a good way. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 because... Sometimes you read books and you're like, I don't even get it. This one, I felt like I kind of got it, but it was very complex and like a labyrinth, but in a good way. And I, when it lost me, I wasn't upset about it. It was more like, man, I, 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 I want to go back and I want to read it and understand it. Whereas books that really lose me, I'm just like, well, screw it. I don't really care. This just made me want to reread, 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 which is saying something. And, and it's making me feel like there's more value to be had in this book. Uh, next up is Magneto 17. Uh, dug this. Um, and it wasn't the greatest issue. It was definitely a little strange. Um, but overall, it was kind of a fun read. Uh, I don't know if it quite um, let, uh, lived up to the awesome kind of ending last issue, which was kind of what? Um, but definitely intriguing. The artwork remains dark and moody, which is what you need for a book like this. Uh, it felt like we didn't get a lot of onward uh, forward progression, considering that you know everything's ending soon. So I kind of wish there was more of of uh, a sense of progression before we were going to end the book. Colin Bunn still doing a good job. Gabriel Hernandez Walta still doing a good job. Still a solid read. I'm gonna give it a seven. Uh, next up is Miss Marvel 14. Still love this book. It's just fantastic. Um, this particular issue written by G Willow Wilson and artwork by Takeshi. Mewazawa. Um, really like uh, Takeshi's artwork. Uh, it's just something about it. It's so nuanced. There's so much 
like characterization in every little line he does. Like he's just a brilliant illustrator. Um, the story it gets a little bit away from what makes Kamala Khan so enjoyable and that she's so down to earth. I mean, it's it starts off. Yeah, it just it, it it gets a little bit more crazy, crazier and crazier, and by the end it doesn't feel as much like the kind of the down to earth superhero that Miss Marvel can be, and it's sometimes more enjoyable when she is. But I still enjoyed it a lot, um, and seeing her explore the different world and humans is intriguing and interesting. I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of ten. Not as strong as some issues, but it's still a good read. Uh, next up is Nova number twenty nine. Um, this felt like I missed something. I mean, it's the next issue after the Black Vortex, and I just did... I, maybe I missed something, because I didn't realize Sam actually had Richard Ryder's helmet, but it brings it back to uh, Richard's family. That part was cool, kind of seeing him being, you know, friendly with the family, seeing uh, him go into space and kind of make a giant mess and trying to get, you know, get credit so he can try and find his dad by putting a bounty on his dad's um, head intriguing interesting fun um overall like as much as i felt like i missed something when i started the issue by then i just thought it was a very fun read interested to see where they go from here as we lead up to secret wars and where the character will kind of be before secret wars ends up you know kind of taking everything over and then ending books um but still a solid solid book nova has been a consistent read since it started and uh, even though it's had different creators it just remained such a fun book. It's written by Jerry Dugan, artwork by, um, was it, uh, David Baldion, who, again, does a great job. And the page of um, Nova coming to Richard Ryder, Richard Ryder's family, and bringing the, the helmet. What a great page. Um, so this is really enjoyable stuff. Next up is Superior Iron Man number seven. Now, I feel like I must have missed an issue or two here because I was kind of confused when it started. The idea that Pepper. And this AI is trying to kind of help Tony, but really the AI has ideas of its own. Written by Tom Taylor, artwork by Yildare Sinar and Felipe Watanabe. Um, it looks great. I like the art. The story, I don't know. It, it has its moments, but it's just a little weird with, you know, in the mindscape and the and the sentient art. Well, the, it's basically sentient armor, and we've seen that before, so it doesn't feel that new and that kind of outside the box. Um... It was okay. It, it wasn't the strongest issue of this book, and I, I, I've been I've enjoyed this more than I would have originally expected. But I don't know. It, it felt a little off. So I'm going to give it a six out of ten. Next up, um, I don't remember. I don't have it in front of me. But I read Thor number seven. I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, but I don't remember anything else about it. Don't remember who wrote it. Don't remember anything about it. So I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Just say I enjoyed it and it was a fun read. Interested to see what comes next in issue number eight. Uh, second last up, we have Uncanny X-Men 33, which felt like a bit like a jumbled mess. Um, oh wait, I'm thinking of a different issue. This is still feels jumbled in its own way. Um, Kitty Pride and, um, Magic go to Monster Island. It's written by Bendis, I work by Chris Anka. It's okay. Um, it wasn't as big of a mess as the previous issue. Um, but it definitely felt very protracted. It took forever to get to the point. Uh, I don't know if it was quite worth it. When it gets to the end, and it's all about kind of recruiting a mutant and having Kitty and Magic be friends again, it's okay. Um, but I'm excited what it seems to be leading up to, which is, a, I guess, a resolution of sorts between the relationship between Magic and uh, Rasputin, Peter Rasputin or Colossus, and maybe a little bit more between Kitty and him as well. Um, so that 
leaves me with some hope. But this issue itself, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Not a gr- strong read. It's okay. And uh, speaking of books that are okay, but not much more, we have Wolverine's 14. Uh, it's written by, written by Ray Fox, artwork by Salvador La Roca. And even though it's clearly Salvador La Roca, it's got to be some of the best artwork I've seen from him in a while. Uh, it's moody. It's atmospheric. It definitely felt like um, there was a little bit more going in here. Maybe they had more time in the art. It was really crisp. Um, Dakin versus, I forget even the character's name, but the character who uh, absorbed his healing factor and kind of brutalized him and wanted to fight uh, him. And that, that I found really cool and interesting and a fun read. Um, even though I don't feel like the book itself has justified its its existence and is worth being around as a weekly, I enjoyed this particular issue. Uh, so I'll give it an 8 out of 10. And that is everything that I had a chance to read. Uh, some of the highlights of things I didn't read, it's actually not as big a list this week. Uh, American Vampire Second Cycle number 7, Convergence Aquaman, Convergence Batman Shadow of the Bat, Convergence Catwoman, Convergence Superman Man of Steel, Infinite Crisis Fight for the Multiverse number 10, uh, Kitchen number 6, Sensation Comics featuring Wonder Woman number 9, Strange Sports Stories number 2, Teen Titans Go number 9, Avengers Millennium number 3, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad number 2, and Spider-Man and X-Men number 5. Uh, looking ahead to next week, or really today, because I'm recording this on the 22nd, which incidentally is also my wife's birthday, so even though she, she's not going to listen to this episode, but happy birthday, Kelly. Uh, it's in the ether. I did wish her a happy birthday. Um, from DC, some of the uh, highlights include uh, Batman 66, number 22, as well as the third hardcover and the second trade paperback, uh, Convergence, number 3, and it's the... Uh, Crisis and Infinite Earths era characters, including um, Convergence Flash, Convergence Batman and the Outsiders, Adventures of Superman, Justice League of America, uh, New Teen Titans, Superboy and the Legion, Swamp Thing, Wonder Woman, Hawkman, etc. Uh, over at the uh, IDW side, there is the launch of um, Uncle Scrooge, which uh, so now Disney Comics are now being are back and are being published by IDW, and so Uncle Scrooge came out this week. Um, over at Marvel, we had a new issue of Unca- oh, sorry, All New X-Men number 40, which had a lot of uh, kind of coverage because of something that apparently happens in it. I haven't read the issue yet, so I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, new issues of Amazing Spider-Man 17.1, Amazing X-Men, uh, a ton of Avengers stuff. There's Avengers Magazine number 1, Avengers Millennium number 4, Avengers Operation Hydra number 1, Avengers World number 20, which is part of uh, Time Runs Out, uh, kind of um, bridging the gap there uh there's also the gardens uh garden gardens of the galaxy and x-men black vortex omega number one uh gardens of the galaxy number 26 a new issue of the hulk which i'm excited to read which uh almost uh, wraps up that that book um star wars number four and then i always love talking about trades we got loki agent of asgard trade paperback volume two i cannot tell a lie there's a new printing of hulk future imperfect uh, there's the Spider-Man Complete Alien Costume Saga Book 2, which I'm excited for. Uh, Superior Iron Man Volume 1, Infamous, as well as a, a new uh, Vision trade paperback collecting, I believe, a Jeff Johns story, as well as the first trade paperback of the Wolverine's um, uh, weekly series. 
So that is uh, everything for some of the releases that are coming out on the 22nd. So thank you for joining us for episode 263 of Comic Shenanigans. You can can Gmail us. You can email us at gmail.comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And also post our HC Realms thread when it goes up as well. Thanks again for joining me. I have been your host, Adam Chapman. And we will see you next time for episode 264. Uh, I'm not sure what it's going to be yet, but I'm sure it'll be awesome. And then episode 266 should be our Avengers Age of Ultron episode uh, looking at the movie, which should be really exciting. And um, yeah, I can't wait for the movie, and hopefully it's everything that I would like it to be. So thanks for joining me, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.